Engage. Welcome to Mysterious Goings-On, the podcast about creativity, writing, and mystery. Every week, we talk about all kinds of great fiction and meet the people who write it. We also feature explorations about creativity in all walks of life. Your host, Alex Greenwood, will join you right after this. Captain, we are being hailed. It is of endings that I wish to speak. We are now <laughs> at Star Trek Picard Season 3, the ultimate in the ultimate episode, the ending, the last episode, the last generation, which is the penultimate episode of Trek Takes with my good friend Lucas Hardwick, and I'm Alex Greenwood. Uh, welcome to Mysterious Goings On, our special series within a series. Is that it, in, my friends? Yeah, almost. and it's I know almost. it's bittersweet, isn't it? Lucas, um, it is because, uh, well, one thing I keep thinking is, well, you get your Thursday nights back, but uh, well, you're going to miss love, your buddy every week. It's been great. I love losing. I love having my, I love losing my Thursday, Thursday nights to Trek takes. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure, honestly. And it's the thing, like, I'm serious. I, the way my schedule is, I watch Picard when like first thing, when I get up at three in the morning, two in the morning, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and. I have to wait all day long to talk about it. And I'm telling you, it gets me through the day just knowing I'm going to get to go home, talk to my buddy Alex about Star Trek for an hour because and with, you know, without any hassle from anybody. Um, so because uh, during the day, you'll ping me and go, have you watched it yet? I'm like, dude, I, I got to watch it my lunch. hour. My lunch hour is dude. like, OK, 12 or 1230 Central Time. And you've already watched it 10 hours ago. I just want to say this has made my last 10 weeks. I have loved, loved, loved doing this. And thank you for so kindly for the gift you sent me in the mail the other day. Um, You're welcome. Uh, You're welcome. But uh, it, yeah, this has been, this has been, this has been a real treat for me. So, and it, it I, you know, and it, whether it's been good or bad for anybody else listening, I don't really care. I've had a great time. I've had so. a wonderful time. It's, it's, uh, you know, um, Lucas and I are are separated by the gulf of distance and maybe about a decade in age, but, but we, we find so much common ground with Star Trek. And we, again, though, in the words, uh, you know, of, from Star Trek six, you know, uh, from Valeris, we, it is of endings that we wish to speak. And, you know, I want to say something. It, endings are as a writer i've written a few books and, and, and an ending can be the ending of a chapter or it can be the ending of a story but it's not always the ending of the grand saga and mm -hmm. i think of course with the end of star trek uh, picard season three we see the ending um in a big way with a big exclamation point but the saga of star trek good bad or indifferent will live on and it's the uh, end of an era that's for it sure is. It, uh, that's what i was going to ask you gosh you're so good it's like dude that was, that's a, not that brilliant <laughs> i didn't well i didn't even write a damn outline i was gonna say is this the end of an era though lucas it is i think it is because we get so much closure we finally i think we're finally over the borg um and uh i you know I, I, it's it's really nice to see this next generation crew get the closure and a send-off you know it's like i i was listening to uh, the inglorious turks podcast today that, and steve asbel says you know if they um 
if they had ended with all good things, it'd have been yeah. fine. Yeah, it'd been, it would have been. Been, been fine. Everybody been happy with that. Best finale but, ever. But then they kept it. It was it was wonderful. Uh, then they but you know we were all happy to see next generation movies, good or bad. We were happy to see them, but by doing so, uh, they didn't get the send off that they deserved, especially with that last one. They uh, stayed at the party too long. Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. Were, everybody was hugging and kissing them, and they said, "You know what? I'll stay for our next." You know, and that's ever there's you know they can't slide them for that. Everybody's kind of you know guilty for that. You know the original Shatner, team, the original crew got their own movies. Why should the next generation not want theirs? Yeah, but um, but most of the next generation team knew when to sign off at the, literally at the end of Star yeah. Trek Six with Shatner and that's uh, true. You know, you know a so, couple others. You know. Uh, but yeah, I thought that, I thought this was a great great way to give them a nice closure. I incidentally, it just happened to be the same exact ending. <laughs> like the last shot of the thing was the same right. as all good things. If it, if that doesn't tell you that work doesn't work, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That yeah, that, that the poker game at the end it works. And I and I had this thought the other day. I was like, should they end on a game of poker? And I thought, no, they've already done that. But it's I'm like, I, could, I couldn't think of Trick. any. I couldn't think of any other way to, if everybody lived, which everybody did, which was refreshing. Okay, I have a whole thing to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was refreshing to see everybody lived. And it was nice to see them playing poker again. For good, good, bad, reused, whatever, pat, whatever you want to call it. It was nice. And I liked it, you know. Um, so sue me for snuggling into that warm blanket. Um, we had a long, hard, uh, dark road to get there. We earned that, I feel like, um, given the circ- the circumstances leading up to it. Um, do you agree or disagree with that? No, I, I agree. Uh, I think it was a Sir Patrick ending. As far as pat endings go, in a he said way. he didn't like that ending. I read that article with LA, him in the LA Times today. He said he didn't like that ending until he saw it. Well, th- this gets back to why the first two seasons of Picard are shit. Exactly. And because as I read, we, go read that LA Times article. I will. With him. It's a really nice you, interview with him. Uh, but he goes on and on about how he didn't want reunion bullshit, whatever. And I'm like, that's what anybody wanted. This is why I get so upset. I'm a writer. I used, I've acted, I've written, but I'm just saying, as a writer, don't hand the keys to iconic characters to the actors who portrayed them. Um, I'll direct you to a few things. Um, most of the last couple or three episodes or season or movies from the Next Generation series, uh, Star Trek or Superman Four. Uh, how, <laughs> how many more do I have to hand it where the actor gets control of the character? Yeah. I'm sorry. There's a reason you're an actor and not a writer. And it's evident. And well, the whole first two seasons of Picard being this big psycho analyst. It didn't even make Patrick any sense. It just didn't, didn't make no sense. didn't make and, any and, sense. And it didn't make any, like, you know. It just um, didn't fit with the spirit. Of, sense. Yeah. My, my mother hung, hung herself. No, she hanged herself. She was well hung. The point being, I get very, I'm sorry, I get, I, I, you went, you took me zero to 60 when you said that because uh, I had not seen that. And I'm sorry, I love Sir Patrick as an actor, but yeah, he is yeah. not a writer. He is not a storyteller. Well, he's the reason that you never see uh, Picard in a uniform. He said he didn't want to wear a uniform. 
Oh, for F's sake. And, yeah. and by the way, can we at least agree that, that, that like, the whole the big, Spiner big... Stewart mm-hmm. thing never worked? Because it was Spiner and Stewart, the last couple of uh, movies, mm-hmm. and they were terrible. And I'm sorry, I'm getting all, why am I getting so angry? I, I'm not angry. I'm just dude, very dude. exercised about it. I calm down. I'll calm down. I'm going to drink some wine. I'm going to calm down. You do some, do some Mugatu meditation. That was hilarious. That was way. pretty good. Yeah. Chad, mm-hmm. dude, did he pay for that? I don't know. How did know. he get that? It was that? pretty good. Was so I, I, would, and I would just take that and sit back and twiddle my thumbs. That's really wonderful. I was just waiting up a card to say, I've got some pot whistle on the boil for somebody oh. to drink some Earl Grey hot. I was disappointed it didn't happen. Oh, wouldn't you be so lucky? Oh, man. Because we all love our friend Pete. And shout out to Mark Altman for the Pete pot whistle uh, monster he created. Uh, I will tell you though. I will tell you. You just got me going. I'm look. You're he's sitting back, folks. If you well, you said thirty. You said thirty minutes. I just bought us another hour. Jeez, I'll shut up because <laughs> man, that pissed me off. Because listen, you're a writer. I'm a writer. Listen, leave the writing to the writers. Actors, you act. We'll write. What a great deal. You you make us superstars. We make you superstars. It's symbiotic. But the idea that that. Because Patrick Stewart has clearly indicated he has no understanding whatsoever what the fans want or about good episodic television storytelling, because the first two seasons of Picard were a absolute mess. Worst and, I will... two, and I've said this before. I've said it on this show. Worst two seasons of television maybe I've ever watched. Even worse than Discovery, and that's saying something. Yeah, I think it opinion. is worse than I think it is worse than Discovery because at least Discovery was a can make mess. Some, well, and I can make a, a little bit of sense out of Discovery. I couldn't make hands or tails out of, out of Picard. And, and I will say this. The first two seasons of Picard did not have a spirit of Star Trek in it. Not at all. It was it like, was like they were trying just... to do some... It was like, here's what they were trying to do some weird B-level junk syndicated only, which that's kind of how Star Trek started. Uh, syndicated only sci-fi show. That's what yeah. they were trying to do. That's what it seemed like to me. It's like It was like it's Earth, like if the it Final had Conflict, le- or yeah, Gene if it, Roddenberry's If Andromeda. it had less... If it had a smaller budget, this is the kind of shit you would turn on at like one in the morning, right before the fucking test pattern. Sorry, right before the test pattern. All filmed yeah. in Canada. No offense to Canada, but there's a certain thing. And oh, oh my God, I've just. Blew and I love that. You know, listeners. I'm thinking like the Outer Limits. You remember yes. that show? And I loved, I loved that syndicated. Island. But you know what? You you know what you're getting when you go with that. But you got something with Star Trek Picard on it. You certainly don't expect just garbage television and that's what we got first two seasons of Picard now I'm not saying and I've said this before the acting the production design yeah yeah uh all of that was wonderful uh the story was crap though. top of their game but the story and the writing was crap and that's why I will say again and again there is no excuse for bad writing how is it that I love love Patrick Stewart and Captain Picard so much, but after two seasons of Picard, I hated him. Well, I, and you know, he was so feeble and just like feeble. And, and, and I stupid. thought, you know, and, and I thought it was some of it was Patrick Stewart, but then I see him pull his shit together in season three, and I'm like, I'm like, whoa, he's. I said that's that was that was not. Listener him. Clint that was not said Patrick to me. Stewart, Listener no. Clint got all me last week, and he said, "How is it that Patrick Stewart, when Captain Picard is on the Enterprise D, all of a sudden he's." He is 
engage. He has got that voice back. I'm exactly. Captain Picard. But all through the rest of it, I'm an evil old man. Where's my AARP discount? It's just terrible. And here's the thing. I hate, hate, hate that it made me dislike intensely Seven of Nine. Those two episodes, those two series, those the first two seasons, and, and I, I can't get it out of my head. And and I know we're jumping ahead, but the idea now that she might be the lead. Oh, can I just Star say Trek that show, I call? Can, I, let's just let's put on record. I, I called Clint, that shit from the first Clint episode. Clint said the, this. He says, "Tell Lucas he called it from." <laughs> you weren't scared like, to keep that from me, weren't you? I wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> you, you smug bastard. Anyway, no, but it's true. He did say that. He goes, "Tell your friend Lucas he had a call." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It doesn't mean he doesn't mean it was. Good thing. But anyway. Dear Terry Metallus, if you do Star Trek, I'm doing type fingers right now. I would be glad to participate because I called it from the first episode. (laughs) Well, I called Tom Riker, which you all don't know. Tom Riker. Tom who? I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I blew that. All right. So I did. Oh, wait. What did I predict offline? Of course, stupidly, but you can attest to it because you have it. Okay, I'll it. have your back on it. What did you predict? Liam Shaw. I said oh, you did predict. You did call that. Yeah, I have yeah. that in text message. I can share that with anybody who wants to message me. Thank you very it. much. Thank you very much. I'll take a so I, I, I need to calm down and like, get off my 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 high yeah. Horse get off here. your Patrick Stewart high horse. Yeah, dude. man. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you know what? The man was the custodian of the franchise, he was. and he blew he, it. For, and thank was. God we ha- thank you. And I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right now. Thank you, Jonathan Frakes. For allying with oh Terry Metallic and saving the freaking franchise's bacon for all of time. Thank you. Oh thank my you, gosh. Thank we you. may get a new really good Star Trek series out of this. I hope. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll watch it, but okay. I hope well, it does. Listen, okay. You and your seven and nine hate need to just like take take a break. Okay. Well, okay. I know much you love because, Rafi. So oh, well, that's a whole nother listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to do the Christian thing here. Listen, Rafi, (laughs) they, they, they changed Rafi this season. I didn't give a shit about Rafi when this Mm -hmm. season, I'm like, she shows up. I'm like, Oh hell, but no, I think, uh, they, they wrote her different and they gave her different jobs to do. They turned her from like 11 level bitch down to like, like a cool seven. You know what I mean? Is that wrong? Did I say something wrong? Oh, there'll be people who'll take offense at your language. I didn't mean to say offense. I mean, but like, come on. The first two seasons, she was just terrible. But like, they turned her down. They turned her down to like a seven. Okay. And and they made her, I I enjoyed her this season, actually. And it made me totally forget. Like, if I'm going into Picard season three and I'm forgetting season one and two. Okay. Then I can deal with this Rafi. This is not a problem for me. Well, why did she have to be, you know, and, and oh, and I and listen, listen, I don't even go at me about my credentials, about uh, other lifestyles and all this, but it's just like, why did she have to be Seven's lover? Because Seven, last time I heard, and it's fine if Seven's by or what, they I never, don't care. I don't care about that. They, but it you know, it, like, it was what? so heavy handed in the it first. It was so like, oh, here you go. You know, there's plenty of people listening, like, oh, guys, don't get it. And I'm like, well, that's okay, not what's fine. Up. I don't think that's what either of us are saying. But notice in season three, they didn't, they hardly addressed it, which yeah. is neither here nor there, really, socially. But it's like what it, what it says to me is like that narratively is not a big deal. But this is this, okay, hear me out, listeners who might be like prone to think that I'm full of crap. 
do you see though where the writers of the first two seasons were kind of like ticking boxes and maybe kind of manipulating the audience a little bit mm -hmm. um and that's how i felt about it and you know um fine if i'm wrong but that's how i felt about it and um and and by the way you can come at me and if i'm wrong i'll admit it but i'm not wrong about one thing that goddamn police car chase was the stupidest mfing thing i've ever seen in my life yeah it's embarrassing and they need to like just obliterate that that was so stupid and if you think that's great storytelling um why don't you just go watch reruns i was gonna say starsky natch but actually starsky natch was kind of good for its time but just go 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 watch you know i don't know law and order svu or suv or what i don't know it was so dumb it was so predictable it was dumb it was dumb, dumb. and I, I you know what the other thing that was telling about that season we should be talking about season three but it, uh, the other thing that was telling about season two is they said it in pretty much in present day um like, cheapo taking saving money I guess. it's just like well terry metallis saved a shit ton of money by you're using the same sets we were on a starship for 90 percent of this season imagine if you're did. creative with your your thinking and your budget mm. and it did not but it did not feel like it 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 felt like i mean it was a really big bottle movie which was fine because it it you know he told just told a good story and like and i wrote it down here in my notes what this season was does it have problems did we have quibbles yes we have quibbles sure I, but no quibbles more than what we'd have with any star trek movie really but what this season did that the other two didn't was it stayed true to the spirit of star trek yeah instead of trying to like i don't know put it in some kind of fire and and hammer it with some and with some tongs and a hammer and try to make it just you know you know it's like if i was gonna if i were gonna meet sir patrick i'd say love you respect 90 percent of your work but why couldn't you just build on what you'd built on instead of just saying, oh, oh, that's so boring. Let's break out of it and change it. And let's make Picard instead of being respected. Let's have an admiral say to him, shut the fuck up. Which, by the way, Anne Magnuson, I used to kind of like her. No longer. It's over. Um, <laughs> I, that that was stupid. Um, mm. There's so much stupid. You know what, dude? We should just do like, and by the way, we are making no announcements. We may, uh, we have heard from listeners that gosh, you two are going to break up after this? I'm like, yeah, I, I'm kind of tired. I mean, we want to see other people, but I think we might not. <laughs> and if we do, we're going to devote a whole episode. If we do this, my friend, if we do a show okay. Okay. next next year or next fall, whatever, about all the bullshit that was wrong with Star Trek Picard first two seasons. Okay. But, well, it means you know, I got to sit through it again. <laughs> it, well, I know, but, I'm you know, um, but anyway, I, you know what? I'm going to get off of it. Let's talk, uh, about, let's talk about season I, I, three. <sighs> I'm shifting gears right here. I am. Okay, here I go. Here we go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, I feel better. So I'm going to say this. The promo was a nice touch. The, the, the pro, Yes, with the D and the um, the nice. board cube in it. That, I, that was, I didn't see that coming. That was really yeah, cool. That, yeah. Talk about your blood on the badge from Barney yeah. Miller. I'm going to tell you. Borg on the badge from Barney mm -hmm. Miller. I like if that. you, that's a deep cut. If you don't know Barney Miller, well, what can I tell you? Uh, I'll say this. Um um uh, can i tell you something real quick yeah you can um, say this is your show so i <laughs> it's our show but anyway i that happened with the 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 d doing mm -hmm. the loop around the 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 mm -hmm. delta uh, and i said to myself i said alex hey listen buddy to myself knowing full well who i was talking to really uh, take this in because this may be the last first run track you'll ever watch in your life 
Well, that's harsh, Bonnie. Well, I'm 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 going to tell you why I, because I think it may be. Um, I'm not interested at all in discovery. I think strange new. No, discovery is just yeah, strange new world. I'll probably watch it, but I'm just like, uh, man. I don't know if I can. I I don't think I can stomach it because I just saw the previews where I the saw the C, preview too. The CW and Captain Kirk doesn't know how to use a revolving door. Yeah, and, yeah that was. Stupid. And then they had to have. Erica, this, not the helmsman, not lieutenant, whatever, but Erica, can you fly this? Oh, I think I can. Yeah, and then they put Spock on the captain's chair and like make the ship go in that ironic, in that ironic Joss Whedon sort of stupid way. Um, make the ship go. No, it's, it's, I want. I, I, I tweeted. Who, you know what? Who we didn't see in the friggin' promo? Captain Pike. Of course, because Captain Pike is a yeah. middle-aged white man. Why would you want to show him? Because it, you know the, the show exists in in spite of him, apparently. No, and I'm sorry, but I, I'm being halfway uh, ironic about that. But it's just everybody, they're going so crazy to make sure everybody gets represented, everybody gets a say. Everybody this is, gets this is fine, which line. is fine, but let's don't beat us over the head with it. Well, but th- that's the whole point. I am fine with so much of it, but they do beat the crap out of us with this, and it drives me crazy. And I'm just watching that, and I'm like, it's obviously it's like, none of the none of the writers ever served in the military. That's for damn sure. I, I'll tell you this, you know, and I, and I think, and I agree or disagree with me. It uh, it doesn't. It's it's whatever. But to make seven of nine captain of the Enterprise G, I thought was great. I thought that was I thought that worked. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Was would seven and nine be my pick? Maybe not necessarily, but I'll tell you what, it's a pick that made sense. It's a pick that made sense within this uh show that's been within Picard and Star Trek going forward. I think it worked. I thought it was um I thought it was I thought it was really because you've got a character, you got a legacy character there that people do have some affection for that didn't have an opportunity to that has potential but didn't really have an opportunity to go full-blown star trek you know what i mean um and i think i think it's just a decision that made sense to me and i and i like that and i respect that i appreciate that now when you make and and honestly yeah the days of white guy captains are 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 gone really which is fine i don't really care about that good fine uh but Uh, make it hello ben cisco by the way is my second favorite captain oh i know yeah yeah but my point is just make it make sense make it work make it make sense and that's what they i think that's what they did here with enterprise g enterprise g that i called in the first episode uh with seven Which, and nine as captain yes you did yes you did but are you wait you you kind of contradicted yourself you're saying it works. okay i probably does did it work as a tv show or does it work within within a universe because in mm. within universe the idea that she's even a commander and a first officer is ridiculous at this well point. well it kind of i mean Sorry, you, it's true. You, you kind of got to, yeah, Ben, you take some artistic license with that, I guess, or creative license for sure. Just saying. Uh, but we here we are. This is where we're at. And I, I, I think, I think, I think seven and nine as a captain works. I think the, because they set it up, they set it up so well. I think it's fairly obvious not to, not to snipe your, 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 your prediction but oh okay i'm just saying <laughs> you're right about that but i'm I'm not trying it listen i'll be honest with you if i didn't think it worked i wouldn't call it from the beginning of course you wouldn't because as a writer you'd be like god i'd hate to be on this show trying to make this look like it works but but okay but but then when the way they ended it with rafi on one hand and then 
counselor that, of the captain on the other okay i'm sorry I didn't, I, I yeah i wasn't crazy about jack being counselor to the captain i didn't really what get the hell does that, that mean? I, didn't, I didn't know what that means exactly because uh, he, he kind of made the moves on her you know yeah i guess he did but i thought yeah. he, moved, he moves on what's her name the, the burton or the uh sydney the forge character yeah mm-hmm. sydney is del- delightful by the way she was wonderful yeah mm-hmm. so let's go on okay I still think it's hilarious that the 25-year-olds and younger were assimilated because I still think that's that's Metallus making a statement about fandom, but I'll move on. I agree. Um, um, come on. Let's just leave it there, though. Uh, I'm already going to get canceled for what I've already said. Um, Do we need to start over? Whatever. I don't give a shit. You know what? I'm an old man. Cancel me. I don't care. Um, Chekhov. Obviously, Walter Koenig within about, I don't know, four seconds i was like that's walt mm-hmm. and i love that and i love the anton Yeltsin, yes uh, yeah shout out. Non, Ant- yeah that was really anton Chekhov is actually the playwright from way back when that's but this true. is it was named for Chekhov and anton yelchin, yelchin of course who tragically passed away in an accident at his mailbox terribly sad um i would say this that um, um i, I will say that when i check my mail I'm not lying. Well, yeah, I'm not lying. It's, it's go I mean, ahead. I'm you. No, it's okay. I just, you know, I just often wonder though if um, um, Pavlov's uh, bell um, causes some people to use Chekhov's gun and end the whole situation. <laughs> That's a thank you. I've been I've been waiting all day for that one. Well, so you I, can call it a wrap around here, guys. <laughs> But it boom. So I thought it was clever though that uh that the uh, board cube was hanging out in Jupiter's gas. That was really neat. That was fun. Clever. I thought that and, was and really how cool. the cube the mm. cube was jutting out in different ways. It was like it and was these like antenna and morphing like, and music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um I agree. Um, um yeah. Did did you think and I'm just jumping around in my I'm looking at my notes, folks? And by the way, this too. is a by remarkable too which is my remarkable too which my uh, brother bought since he saw on this show um i was wondering um the guy the guy who uh, played the cook who came up to uh, be the yeah. helmsman or the mm-hmm. navigator mm-hmm. was that terry metallus or was that just some actor no i don't i don't think it was um who was that guy i don't know he had glorified cameo and then he just kind of disappeared. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I should was, look obviously he was there for a day of shooting, and that if was we had prepared, we would have looked it up. But um uh, yeah, I, I I wish I wish I'd looked it up. I thought about that too. He reminded me of Terry Metallus a little bit, yeah. but I don't know that it or was who's him. that friend of JJ Abrams who's in all of his films, the kind of heavy set guy, Greg. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's in this couple Star Wars movies, yeah. Right. Uh, he's in he every was in Law, well, he was in Yorktown. He was in the Heroes, Yorktown. I think. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was in Lost. He was the pilot of the yeah. plane. And mm-hmm. I thought that was him for a second. I thought, nah. Uh, the Borg Queen, very HR Giger. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. And, and, and very animatronic. Yeah. It, what was it animatronic? It wasn't, but it looked animatronic. It was an actress, but it looked animatronic. It yeah. looked like a Disney uh, thing to me. Yeah, it did. The way they had her positioned up there. Yeah. I didn't bother me none. Um, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, she just looked like Dallas. Did you ever see um Alien? Did you ever see the deleted scene with Dallas, Captain yes. Dallas? Yes. Yeah, that was in the director's cut 
uh, that was actually shorter than the theatrical cut, which I yeah. have. I have. Yeah, I, yeah. He I looked have. like Dallas. The, the queen yeah. kind of looked like. Dallas. I thought that was neat the way they did that. I liked how she was like attached to the wall, uh, like that she was embedded into the whole thing. Um, and she'd been eating or living, eating, cannibalizing off the, off the yeah, the whatever yeah. board were left. Yeah, that Ugh. was pretty neat. Yeah, pretty Ugh. gross too. I liked it. They, they kind of made the Borgs. I wrote down here Borg zombies. They did kind of make mm. them. Not that they they were always kind of made zombies, but I thought there's something really unspoken about them in this episode that was unspokenly zombie. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And and how you you kept looking at these corpse corpse like. Uh, uh, Borgs, and then finally one of them, of course, does the eye open with the mm-hmm. the music sting. Um, but anyway, yeah, I th- I think you're right. Uh, I was I, I made a note here and said fun. Be- Bev, Worf, and Riker, fun. The everything they were doing, all of them. I did, that's just a note. Um, I did make this note here that reminded me very much when Space Dog finally went down. Uh-huh. I said it's been a lovely fucking war, unquote, which is a line <laughs> from Platoon. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Uh, Yeah. yeah. And and it was all over. They call in the airstrike because it's like it's over, you know. And Mm -hmm. when when space dog said we ain't gonna make it, um, and I thought, well, it's been a lovely fucking war. And then my next note, I don't remember exactly the scene that prompted it. Riker Arrow MVP yet again. (laughs) Okay. Um. What would that be? Riker and War for Butch and Sundance. Okay, yeah, they are running around the board cube trying to find uh, what the way to get to the. So that was so good, funny. So they've got a great uh, chemistry that's not over the top. It's a nice humorous exchange. I mean, it's it's this. It's almost like a Dean Martin and uh, (laughs) Jerry Lewis Lewis kind of Martin Lewis. Martin Lewis, a little bit, a little bit. I could use a Martin and Lewis tonight. I could use a, I could use a Martin and Lewis shake right now, right out of Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, yeah. Vanilla shake. I'm a vanilla. I'm a vanilla ice cream guy. Aren't we boring? I love it. You know what? It's not boring. And I and I and you know what? (laughs) I I shame on you. For anybody no, I, out I, there, I was being not ironic. you. I love, I love not vanilla. you. Uh, anybody out there that says vanilla is boring because vanilla is a flavor, just like chocolate is, just like strawberry is. And That's I right. will take, I will take your vanilla-based ice creams any day over your chocolate, over your fake chocolate flavors, uh, because that's what they are. Okay. Anyway, yeah, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, the word has come down from the mountain on that. Yeah, and, my and wife by gives the way, me trouble uh, about vanilla all the time. I am an it's, acolyte of the of the great high priest of vanilla, so um, I'm with him. Yeah, I this. will. Uh, yeah, vanilla I'm with is, you. So you know, um, you know, it's interesting because uh, uh, the Butch and Sundance, the Riker War thing. Uh, Clint uh, texted mm-hmm. me. He said, "Seeing Riker and War, straight man, funny man, fleshing out the relationship." I thought that was great. I, I, what about the line where Worf says, "And I will make it a threesome." <laughs> Do you do you do you, do you even hear yourself? yourself? Yeah. Do you even hear yourself? I, <laughs> I which is so great. What I love is that the, just now the, you the timing was great. I mean, perfect. just yeah. Do you ever did you think at that very moment? Did you think how many times in the original series did you think Riker died was dying to say some shit like that? Oh my gosh! I mean, it's just like there was so many missed opportunities. That's what I, that I think is so great about this season is you're seeing these characters get to do the things you always knew they were capable of, and you yeah. always wanted to see them to do. But Lucas, let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. We just made fun of the whole Erica thing on Strange New Worlds. Now, would Riker become her, making smart-ass remarks? 
No, I mean, but you got to temper it. You got to temper it. And maybe, mm-hmm. you, you know, like they like they did in this season of Picard, you know, Riker didn't have one to pull out every time. That's you what know? she said. Um, but I, I think you have to temper it. I think you have to, it, you have to make it work. You can't make the whole dialogue about you. It's almost like they build these jokes around, they build the dialogue around these jokes that they've already come up with, you know, just yeah, like they circular, they, yeah. just like, you know, it's just like they, they build scenes around the nostalgia they want to put into it. You know what I mean? That, that's what that's, I think, see, and you've just touched upon why our generations dislike this new new track is because there's no heart there it's it's all about um there's there's no there's no gift it's all about the pretty paper that's wrapped in and yeah ultimately the pretty paper is ripped to shreds and you get to the gift itself and you're like oh and you know what and i'm gonna i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna people people beat me up for saying this i blame the avengers movies for this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it is all come out of that whip crack you know, let's make a crack. joke every every five seconds. Jim crack. Did I say something? Was that no, you whip crack is good. I I said that beats Jim crack. <laughs> it, it all comes out of this just it whip crack snap dialogue, uh, where you got to make a wise crack every five seconds. Yeah, you know, and everybody's trying to duplicate that. Everybody wants to be Tony Stark, by the way. And right, by the way, exactly. And guess that's what? what? There's only one Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. You're not Tony Stark, lady at the helm. Anyway, all right. See, uh, we're gonna I, we're gonna get in trouble here. I'm gonna say we're, something. I think we're, I think we're, we're already you know, in trouble. We're, we're already in well, trouble. I don't, you know what? What are you gonna do? You gonna sue me? What are you gonna do? Uh, um, yeah. So I agree with you on this. I think I think so. Um, but I thought I thought the whole Butch and Sundance aspect. I thought that it, was great. Man. I thought Worf. Not Worf. Excuse me. I thought that Data and Shorty. They're softer, and there there's no sharp edges with. There's no sharp elbows with those two. They love each other, and Data could never just be an emotional self. To and now I, it's almost like Jordy's kind of like, kind of like going, "I love my my old f- new friend, but he's beating me to the punch on being like warm and human." And it's one, it's fun to he watch. He kind of is, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, it's fun yeah. to watch. It's that's a, that's, and that's I, an interesting change in that dynamic without yeah. set without compromising the characters. And and I think Lavar Burton. Um, is definitely a MVP here. Um, I, I'm not sliding anybody, but I think I, th- I think Jonathan Frakes is the MVP here. I think Riker is, but I think oh, that man. Lavar is is very. You good. know what? And, I, and I've always and I, here I go. Uh, self, uh, what is it? Uh, self fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. I've always thought Jonathan Frakes. I always loved Riker and TNG, and I always thought uh, that there was so much like he just had this twinkle in his eye. Yeah, that you never got to see the full effect of until now, you know. And I just that's why I just love Riker so much because uh, you see Frakes inject himself into this character. Hundred percent. I think I used to. I think I got to a point where I just looked past him, and I think everybody did because he never got much to do. And when they handed him a trombone, I'm like, oh wait, Riker and his bone is that a poor joke? Because he was supposed to be the ladies' man, and right. like, you know, yeah. he had the trombone, and I was just like, eh. someone. I heard someone say one time that Riker was almost like to suggest Re-Kirk. Well, that's kind of dumb, William. But T. it may Riker. be true. I don't know. 
William as in Bill Shatner. I mean, William Tiberius Riker. <laughs> well, think about it, my friend. Yeah. Uh, He's no Wesley, but, you know, no. there's a point mm-hmm. there. Uh, so I, I would say there's a lot there, um, which will, you know, what we can dissect that later. But I would say that was good. Um, uh, the, the, the rather spectacular shot when Deanna, who, as my as Clint said, by the way, he said, trust data, have faith, don't let Troy drive. That is hilarious. And then, of course, till the moment where she goes, I know where they are. And she mm-hmm. says, let's go. And then you end up with this yeah. freaking spectacular Enterprise D just coming right up on top of them shot. Oh, yeah. That was. Did you that love was, that? I, did I got goosebumpily. I did. I, I got it was so cool to see the Enterprise D just do some cool stuff. I mean, it was just time for that ship to shine. And uh, I I thought that was a lot of fun. I mean, you saw more action out of the D, the Enterprise D in this episode. Than you saw probably in most of all of Next Generation because most the of them all in space, it's the just cruise ship floating by a planet. Yeah. Um, maybe you get a saucer separation if the budget was good, but um, or maybe you get one in the beginning and then you, when Riker gets on board, Picard says, "Go watch video of what we just did the past hour." Yeah, okay. They did it. They did. It. I only recall them doing it twice at the beginning and then at uh, the uh, one best where of, best of both worlds. No, no, there was they, they didn't do it best. Of yes, who was the captain of the uh saucer section? Was it uh Jordy? Oh, they think of the Jordy on there, yeah, that's right. And then, they, of course, they did it in generations and generations, which mm-hmm. that didn't end so great. But, um, I okay, so I have a few other notes. And, folks, by the way, I should stop right here and just say Saturday, April 22nd, 2023, this Saturday. Eight, this mm-hmm. Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time, we will go live on Zoom, and we will have a link available. You have to ask us for the link, and here's the reason we're not just blasting it all over creation, because we just don't want a-holes and bots to show up. So here's we're the a-holes deal, enough. We don't need any more. We got plenty of a-holes here. We got, <laughs> we got it in stereo. But the point being, if you want to be part of the Saturday show, and, and you can weigh in uh, as part of the conversation and tell us we're fools or we're brilliant or both – um, it'll happen. So go to mgopod.com. There'll be actually a show notes page just for that set up for you uh, tonight. Uh, but but I would say this: if you're list, if you're listening to this on Thursday, April twentieth in the evening, um, the the show notes page on mgopod may not be up until Friday. But the point being, it'll be in the show notes at least of this episode where you get it here in your mysterious goings on timeline. And oh, by the way, if you're a listener to MGO and you're not into Star Trek, why ain't you? This is fun, interesting stuff about how to make modern day myth making is entertainment. So you should be listening. Okay. So I wanted to say, I had some other notes here real quick. Again, folks, mgopod.com mm-hmm. or check your show notes. Uh, I wrote a note here, seven as captain, how convenient. We've already discussed that. You just uh, hate that because I called it. Maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you've, been, you've been ahead of me on this whole game. No, I, I haven't. No, You no, have no. to. You have, you're very smart. So uh, I will say this. Uh, when they did the whole thing towards the end and about seeing the new ship i could swear i thought it was going to be uh the titan was going to be renamed the picard and i was a, a twinge oh, disappointed that, that it was that would have been yeah you what you were disappointed that it was the enterprise i just thought that the it's like picard deserves a ship and named after him the enterprise I'm, well if star trek legacy happens i bet he does get a ship there's only been five but ships listen, named enterprise okay this this, this 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 thing uh Come on, you got to keep the enterprise going, man. 
that's my that's my whole point I'm about to make. Everybody's just like, uh, you know, sweating the uh, USS Titan series, Titan, 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 Titan. It, you know, the Enterprise, dude. That's, that's ground zero. That's that's where it all started, man. You've got to have an Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Look at let's look at the bigger picture. An okay. Enterprise. You know, they didn't make Star Trek: The Next Generation with the Endeavor. You know, true, true. or the Excelsior. True. They made it with Thank the God. Enterprise. They made it with the, the Enterprise. What a hideous looking ship that was. Yeah, for real. Look, um, it looked like it a looked really like it had like a like one of those bad boat kits. You know, yeah, like a kit. You know, you yeah. Know. But yeah, I like. Okay. We've, yeah. I mean, you've got to have an Enterprise. I mean, you've got to have an Enterprise. I mean, I, it's the number one character of the show. Yeah, absolutely, and, and per the Trek experts, which I and I, I love seeing new iterations of the Enterprise, and I love loving some of them and i love hating some of them you know uh as i've gotten older um i'm i think i think it's really nice to see uh as i've gotten older i really have come to appreciate the design of the d the enterprise d Uh, when i was younger i loved the enterprise e because it was so sleek and fast looking but it's like i i love the enterprise d and what i really love that they did here is they took the enterprise back to a classic constitution style look gotta say i love that and i i think they can kind of explain with warp bubble technology why they need to look like that again yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. although because, i was, I was because I they've, was they've looked they've looked like gillette razors for the past 20 years or whatever yeah. it's been yeah. uh i really i really appreciate this step back in design I agree. Part of me, this is funny. Part of me said, "Oh damn, they put the uh, D in the uh, in the museum." Uh, part of me was hoping they just let it. But this is stupid. Why? Would I kind of thought that too. I thought they let, let Captain it go Picard, on. Admiral Picard, have the ship to kind of cruise around in. But then, like Picard, you know what? Picard's tired. He's old. He's like, I don't want to go anywhere. With I thought they would um, recommission it. Yeah, me too. You know, you just think, what? Well, look at all this great as we would say you know rolling stock that's just putting mothballs but you know that's that's the way things go i mean mm-hmm. ask the united states government the united states government how many navy ships are in mothballs right now that could i just least... watched wheel of fortune and they were talking about the uss midway at the end of it uh, in san diego mm-hmm. wait the real question is why are you watching wheel of fortune we watch wheel of fortune every night are you serious we do my kid loves it really mm-hmm. does he say wheel uh, no, he doesn't say anything. It's just become our ritual of for getting him ready for bed. Well, to watch I, get Wheel of Fortune. I get that. This is, I and he know he that. knows when Wheel of Fortune's over, it's time to go upstairs. So he's always going to equate Vanna with ending things. I guess he waves bye to her when they're done. Well, it's the sweetest I, thing I, you've ever you seen. Know, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. There are worse ways to go to bed than thinking about. That's Vanna. true. So I want to ask you this question, my friend. Um, so what is going to, and, and I, I don't love this, by the way, this, well, you sit in this chair. So what is your, you know, punch it or engage? Oh, the, yeah, that's stupid. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's, what's hers going to be? Well, they leave I, it hanging out. They is. leave it hanging open so that you can watch Star Trek Legacy with it. So what do you think it's going to be? What do you think? I don't give a shit. That's what I think it's going to be. Oh my goodness! I really well, don't care what I don't care what any captain says. Why is that a thing? It's now I, I don't, don't know. Think it's, it's ever stupid. been a thing. Captain Kirk never had a thing. He just said, uh, "Mr. Sulu, uh, warp factor seven. You know, right? Yeah, because you know what? I'm not like full of myself. I want to get on with operating the ship. I don't have a catchphrase. Yeah, All right, but it, I, I'm just gonna say, I think this. I think that actually, 
um, if uh, if seven Captain Seven, which Seven used to be like a pesticide, so if Captain Seven says, you know, Seven does, yeah, Seven Captain does. Seven does. Oh my God, you don't want to get on her bad side. No, I, I think don't go to her little dinner parties in her huge cabin, which I assume it would be. Uh, I, I think she would say, Helmsman, Naomi Wildman. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. She would say, Naomi Wildman. You had to wait for Star Trek Legacy, uh, I think, to, to find out. I don't know what she was. I would. I don't know. Here, I'm. I'm being facetious. I'm. I'm really being snarky, and I don't like snark, even though we do a lot of that. You're you're kind of good at it, though. That's what. Uh, But I. I don't care what she says. I really don't. It doesn't matter to me what you say. Whenever you take it, say engage. Fine. Whatever. Whatever gets the ship going, it's fine. Um, But uh, I had a couple things I wanted to mention. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what got to me in this. Okay, Picard okay. is a brand new father yeah. at 80 something years old. I'm a brand new father at 42. Yeah. I'll be 42 in August. Right. And that scene, and I was telling my wife about this tonight, that scene when he jacks into the Borg Unimatrix and he goes into, into Borg zone, into, into that construct where he sees Jack and Jack's like, it's perfect here. I just want to be here. You know, this is where I want to be. And Picard, right. this got to me big. Uh, Picard says, he says, I just want to be here. And Picard says to him, and it's the way Patrick Stewart delivers this line too. He just says, then I'll stay yeah. until the very end. And I'm right. like, as a new father yeah. myself, yeah. I totally effing get that dude. I'm 100%. like that, that guy, it's getting to me right now. Just thinking yeah, about it. I like, like that was, that was a powerful moment for me. And, and Terry Metallus got to me, not only as a Star Trek fan, he got to me as a father in this show. And, uh, which I it's just more than I can say for a lot of Star Trek. It, it, it got to me on a level that, that a lot of shows don't get to me on. So that was, that was pretty touching moment. And I thought, I've thought about that moment all day. And every time I do, I'm like, yeah, I, I get it in that moment. I get it, you know? And I think, I think you kind of have to be a father to, to really, I mean, you can understand it from outside the box, but if you're a dad, a new dad, especially Picard is in this and I am myself, it really hit home for me. I, and I get it. And my daughter, um, one of the first things I remember is I she'd watch TNG with me and mm-hmm. Mr. She'd say Mr. Wolf and Captain Picard. <laughs> she couldn't say Captain Picard, but Captain Picard. Mm-hmm. And of course, now it breaks my heart, but she's not interested in anything. She's dad. I don't care about space. She's a jock. She's <laughs> she's so not me. I don't want to watch Star Wars, Star Trek star this star that i i'm not interested she wants to watch gilmore girls reruns and whatever the latest thing is and that's fine um but i get you as a parent i mean i will be there for her yeah i wanted i wanted to ask you and i wanted to say this and i know we're going a little long but we're getting ready to be done but you know star trek the next generation is not my star trek and when i say that all of a sudden people are going to Why did you do a whole series about this? Well, I'm a TOS guy, and I'm going to tell you something real quick. And can I tell my story for just a second? Yeah, you can tell all the story you want. So I mentioned my brother a couple of times on this. Um, I remember when I was probably four and a half, five years old, 1973-ish, going living room, and there's my my big brother, 
who I idolized, probably still do, and uh, don't tell him. And uh, he's watching some goofy show, and everybody's wearing like the same weird two or three different colored t-shirts and they're running around and something's going there's space and lasers and all this lasers right you know but i'm a kid remember i don't know it's face mm-hmm. or i said what's this and he says star trek like i should know which is the way you always <laughs> and i'm like i sit my butt down and i never got up again figuratively because that's star trek and uh, I went from there and, and like within like a few months, it might've sounded like a century to us if we were kids, but the animated series came on. He said, do you remember Star Trek? I'm like, yeah. And I said, this doesn't look like that. And he goes, but it is, it's Captain Kirk. Look. And I'll never forget. We asked for the Enterprise bridge set uh, with Amigo. Mm. And he was kind of mad at me because he got Captain Kirk and he wanted me to be Spock because I was second born. But my, I said, ah, I don't want Spock. I want Scotty. I like Scotty. He goes, Scotty's not second in command. You need Scotty or you need Spock. And I didn't get him. And anyway, my little brother got it. Doesn't matter. Point being, though, uh, he loves Star Trek. I love Star Trek. And we have so many things that we we don't have in common. But one thing we have in common is, is this show mm-hmm. and where we were in our lives. And I, my brother is a leader of men. And he, he has through his whole career, and he was in firefighting. And I just want to tell you this story real quick, because he, he related this to me, and I think it's important. He said, you know, because I said, well, I kind of thought Picard would die tonight. And he said, yeah, but he said, you know, you're the writer, and I'm not, blah, blah, blah. But he said, I didn't think he would. And I'm like, why? And he says, because that would be the easy thing to do. I said, wow. what? And he told me a story he's never told me before, and I don't. I hope it's okay. I'm going to tell you, just truncate this real quick. He said, I, before I became a deputy chief, I had my command of my unit, you know, it would have been basically before he went to, to Starfleet command, he was like on his own starship. Okay. Let's just like it like that. And he says, I went into a house and it was just overcome. And we were, there's four of us. And I told two of my men go this way. Another one to go with me this way. We're going to go look for people with the, there's somebody in here. And long story short, he got, his leg went through the, the the floor and through like a furnace and got stuck and his leg went up behind him. His leg was useless. He couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. And as he said, I couldn't get my fat ass out of there. And I was trying to lift myself out. And I got on the mic and I told my guys, I said, we're going to have a flashover any second now. And we're all going to, which basically means we're all going to get roasted. You got to get out of here. And then he said, just get out. And, and they wouldn't leave him. They wouldn't leave him. Wow. And um, he's like, get out of here. I'm fine. You know, you could see it. You could see Captain Kirk. You could see Spock in the Galileo 7. Do you remember that? When he's like, yeah, Mr. Gatano, or whoever, the other, Mr. Boma, the asshole Boma. Just, just, just go, go, go. But he was like, no. And they grabbed him and they took him out. And he said to me, he said, you know, he said, they kind of violated orders. I told him to get out of there, but they wouldn't leave me behind. He said the easiest thing would have been, get out your men would be saved and i as a commander would have maybe perhaps perished or been mortally injured by staying in a flash a flashover folks if you don't know what that is you do not want to be in one i don't care if you're in full bunker gear as a firefighter you do not want to be in a flashover um it's killed many many a firefighter and he got out of there and i said well you asshole why did (laughs) sorry that's what i said why did you why did you do that? Why are you even in there? He said, that's my job. But he said, he said, I wanted to say that Picard could have just said, 
the easy thing, but the hard thing for mm-hmm. everybody would have been to go back and get him and Riker and Worf. Right. They did the Jack. hard thing. And so many times the right thing to do is the hard thing to do. Is the hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And how about that? My brother, who's not a professional writer, but that's pretty I think good. He, I think but, he nailed it. I think he did too. And that brings me to an, uh, something. I, and I know where you wanted me to go, but I'm going to go somewhere else real quick. Um, that bring, brings me to an interesting point about this show, this season of this show is it's refreshing that nobody died. Yeah. And the I like cheap, that. They, the cheap, I, the I like that they made us think it could happen. That I yeah. really thought it was going to happen. I right. thought that was really great. Right. And, but it was refreshing that nobody did, because I'll tell you this, uh, nobody did sacrifice better than Jesus and sacrifice in film um, is so 2003. It's cheap. It's so yeah. cheap. And, it, and it's so refreshing to watch everybody come out of it alive. Yeah. You know, um, I, I just it, it was it was joyous, really. And I think that was the point. And so to your brother's point, yeah, they did the hard thing and they came and, and they succeeded. And it plays to the whole thing, as as I've said all along, these characters are the best they've ever been. Yeah. So I I I I really appreciate that story. It's a wonderful story, and I think that really fits perfectly with with what's happening in this show. And and what a what a great analogy to connect it to. You know, yeah. um, that was really really. I just just like I said, I don't know how else to put it, but refreshing that nobody died. Right. Um, and I think I think I, I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm thinking if somebody dies, I'm gonna be really upset. Yeah, you know, so. Um, your your brother's absolutely right. If you're listening, you're absolutely right, Alex's brother. Um, that reminds me though of my 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 story. Uh, I have a story uh, about growing up with Star Trek: The Next Generation. I grew up with Star Trek: The Next Generation, and when I was a kid, that's what was on. I knew there was a Star Trek out there. I just didn't have a way to watch it other than going to buy the thirty dollars video cassettes at Suncoast. Uh, well, using all of my this week's allowance and the next two weeks' allowances to buy them. <laughs> uh borrowing it borrowing ahead at an early age right um uh has, i'm cutting grass in the fall to pay for star trek tapes uh so anyway <laughs> um i grew up with tech next generation and my first memories of next generation were watching at 9 p.m and did channel 44 which is our local syndication station uh, every night i would watch star trek's next generation at 9 p.m and then as I got older on Saturday afternoons, that was that was part of the that was part of the lineup. My Saturday afternoon lineup, I was a TV junkie when I was a kid. You had two episodes of uh, MASH, you had Baywatch, you had Baywatch Nights, you had two episodes of TNG, you had an episode of DS9, you had cut two episodes of Cops, you had America's Most Wanted, you <laughs> might watch the local news, then you watched ba- uh, Saturday Night Live, then Babylon 5, then if you were really ambitious, you might catch the Little Rascals at Midnight. Little uh, Rascals at Midnight! Uh, dude, I had a whole day, man. That was, but I grew, I but that was Saturday afternoons when I was about 13 years old. Damn, and, Spanky! But, uh, all that said, I, I grew up on Next Generation. Like that was that was just you know the the Enterprise D bridge might as well have been my living room. It looked like a living room, but um, so uh, but one of the memories I, I that was that I thought of today as we see the Enterprise D doing the best things it's ever done is I had a, a model kit. My dad, my dad, God rest his soul, he passed away last year. Uh, he loved that I loved to build models. He didn't, he was a big Star Trek fan, but he loved that I loved to build models. 
And there was this model kit at a model store in the mall in Madisonville, Kentucky. It was the Enterprise D fiber optic model. Oh, that's so hard to build. Uh, dude, it is uh, it's a beast, let me tell you, because they give you this little stupid drill that runs on a AA battery, and the drill bit breaks off two windows in uh, to drill in windows. So my dad, my dad helps me build this model against probably everything he wanted to do that day, uh, or days, rather. Uh, but <laughs> he he helped me build this thing, and what we would do is take a straight pin because our little drill broke we were drilling holes for the enterprise d windows but the drill broke and he would take a straight pin and he'd heat it with a lighter and we would poke holes through the plastic with the hot come, pan. did he did he come up with that idea to yeah he did it? he probably oh, probably some old man. coal miner trick somehow uh we would do that it, wow. it looked like i mean it just didn't like you had these big melted holes in the hole of the ship but as me as a kid I'm like, I'm at the end of this, I'm going to have an Enterprise D that is lit up. And it was so hard to build because you had to you had to wire the thing up. It didn't give you any help. It was basically the regular Enterprise D model just with a, a fiber optic kit with it. So you had to dig these trenches in like in the pylons to run wires up into the engines. I mean, it was a pain in the ass. It was a pain in the ass. We didn't have soldering iron. We just taped every electrical taped everything together. We run all these little stupid fiber optics. I mean, it looked like little hairs sticking out of the ship because the fiber optics were sticking out. And at the end of it, though, for at least a couple of days, I with my dad's help, I had an Enterprise D that lit up at night. On a, on a battery power and then i think some wires broke loose and it stopped working but uh you know that's this is that i just thought of that today and just like the memories i have with my dad as you can't you can't take that away from me uh it was just a precious time you know and and i think that was a happy time with me uh when i was growing up uh, not that i ever had a bad life or anything but that was just a real precious and impressionable time for me and those memories of building that stuff with my dad even though you know he and i built the enterprise a together and he helped me put the pylons on backwards so you know what we did we pretend oh. it had battle damage and <laughs> you know that kind of stuff um, oh my god so i just had i just said uh what star trek means to me means a lot it means it, it star trek the next generation particularly is growing up for me you know yeah. And that's that's I think that's why the first two seasons of Picard pissed me off so much. Yeah, because do you understand what I'm saying though? Yeah, because you felt like it was pissing all over your childhood, and and that's what I think the 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 the, the folks who are in Discovery and Strange Nude Worlds and all that they don't get is like, look, this is built on our childhoods, and they're all saying this is our generation. Fine, you have your thing. But understand, it's built on a foundation of our childhoods and built on things that we revered. And I'm gonna, I need to say one last thing that sounds defiant, pardon the pun, and I don't mean it to be mean or anything, but kids, <laughs> I've already ruined it by saying that. You wouldn't even have Star Trek if it were not for this generation, me in particular. You uh, don't ass. Well, I'm just saying. In no, the you're 50s, right. You're right. Yeah. We help people in their 50s and their 60s help keep Star Trek alive. You, you wouldn't even know what Star Trek is literally and so it look I, I sent you a book when i was 10 years yes. old i had that book 
and and i said if you're well, a subscriber I, my brother sent me a book of this and and i had an extra one and so i passed it on to you and it's the starfleet spaceflight chronology and my brother thank you much love for you thinking of me and i said since i i'd found it a couple of days before he'd sent it to me and i said i've got an extra copy now and it's going to my buddy lucas because i want and to I thank down. you so much for that but i was i was 10 11 years old and but i mean we bought the Mego thing. We bought all the stuff. We bought the comics. We had the mm -hmm. we had the little forty five records with the cart with the comic books. We had, oh wow! And we were part of this generation that that kept Star Trek alive. So, forgive us if we're a little proprietary about it. And then you, the generation who are the next generation, and look at the memories you have with your dad. Yeah, and all that. So it's just I think I think it's when it's and and on both sides. I mean, they, I don't they, own, we don't own Star Trek, no, right? But, no, they could be dismissive of us, but we can be dismissive of them. And we sure. should understand that maybe the way Star Trek is going to go is not the way we particularly think it should. But if it's not for us anymore, fine. That's why I said to you earlier, I may be done. And I, 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 I'm not saying that to be dramatic. I'm not trying to be like, oh, you know, I may be done with Star Trek at this point. I think I probably am in a lot of ways. And you're like, oh, my God. But... I have zero interest in watching Discovery. I have very little you mean interest done, in let's I just want to just to understand you mean done in the fact done with it going forward, right? You're not to watch done with, more. Right. You're not I, done I with just, Captain Kirk and DS9 and those guys, right? If DS if there's something happened where DS9 was prominent, I'd have to watch. But no, but I'm saying I'm saying just go to go back and enjoy it again. Oh my! What? What? Never look at it again? No, that's right. Are, are you seeing my grease spattered? See, I, I, that's that, I don't I don't understand people saying because I heard I heard somebody else say that today. I might be done with Star Trek. I might be done with Star Trek. I will never I don't be, mean it like I hate it. I, I no, I know it. I know what you mean. I just I, I think I, I'm understanding it differently. I'm taking it differently than how you're meaning it. I will never be done with Star Trek because I will always go back and I'll watch my TNGs and I'll watch my original series. You know what I mean? And if there's a new show, I'll give it a shot. You know, I'll watch it, give it I a shot. I don't know if I will. I'm like, okay, look, I'm. I haven't given them all a shot. I'm 13 but... or 14 years older than you. And I want to say this, and this sounds kind of like ridiculous, but it's not. I have so little time. That's true. To do certain things. I, I there was a time when I would watch a series like if I'd watch a new series I'd like I'll watch it till the season finale and if I don't like it I won't watch it again. I now give a series three episodes tops. Mm -hmm. um, I, if I, I get that. It, if a book doesn't get me in the, like the first five or six chapters, I put it aside. I I don't. I'm okay, folks. I'll just say I'm 55 years old in June. I don't have as much time as I used to. I get and it. I, I want to focus on things that give me joy, that move mm -hmm. me. Well, I and, said this. I said this similar thing to a friend this week. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, I know you're. I have nothing further to say other than that's what it is. But I, I, I'm I hear eight. myself, and I'm thinking, mm. oh God. And here's the thing, Lucas. I'm going to miss stuff because of this philosophy that I have now. But guess what? I'm going to miss a lot when I'm dead too. That's true. So I want to focus on the things I can focus on. Well, yeah, I, I, this is why you count. I'm sorry. I'm going to shut up about this. No, you're This fine. is why I count on having friends, multi-generational friends. You're a different generation than me, just slightly. Just, to, just you know what I mean? And I have generations older than me. I have great friends on, on either side of me and down the road. That's why I count on you to go, Alex, listen, I know you pretty well. You're my friend. Mm -hmm. Please watch this. And if you do that, I will drop everything and watch it. 
You need, to watch, you need to watch Succession. Um, I watched the first three episodes and I was oh, so turned you? off because it's the freaking everybody's, Murdochs who every, I hate. Everybody's so unlikable, but I, I, I'm hooked on it now. Do you really want to watch shows about people it's, that are despicable? I, you know what? It, I had a revelation. That's why I didn't like Seinfeld. I, Liz, I had, what? I mean, oh, I watched man. it, but they're despicable I had, people. I, I had, well, you're not wrong about that. I had a revelation on a recent episode, though. Um, about succession we can say that for a succession podcast if you want okay yes <laughs> but um uh anyway i i totally get where you're coming from because i i said to a friend recently i said uh you know 10 minutes 10 minutes means a lot these days uh then it means a lot more these days especially than it did years ago and especially someone like myself i mean i'm burning it i'm burning a candle at both ends Jesus, every, man, how much sleep day. do you even get? You don't, dude. Even I get, get like, maybe five, six hours on a good night. I don't, you know? I don't know how you do it. And it well, I'm Sorry. telling you, I'm barely. I'm, I'm hanging by a thread most days, but um, uh, you know, just between between trying to do my writing uh, that I do, and then working a long, a long concrete floor job, mm. uh, and 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 then coming home with with a baby at home and spending time with my family and then for an hour before i go to bed yeah. uh it's it's a lot it, i mean 10 yeah. minutes means a lot to me it's and huge. you got when you got a hollywood that wants to crank out 10 basically you know 10 hour movies uh twice a year and uh and i mean that by television seasons and they want to crank out three three hour movies uh blockbuster movies every two months i don't have time for all that you know, especially when you got Avengers movies that basically uh, copy a template over and over and over and for over 20, and over. 25 times. That's why after Endgame, I, I gave up. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm I thought, you know what? I thought Endgame was a perfect stopping point. Okay. Next thing. That was the sound of me oh, wiping my hands clean because I, I, I haven't had zero interest in Avengers movies beyond Endgame. And I only stuck it out for Endgame because I needed to finish it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so all that to say, we're really way off topic, but all that to say, uh, you know, 10 minutes of time goes a long way. And so when you're cranking out Star Trek, something I really, really love, I really want it to be good. Yeah. Like this last season, Picard is, is really satisfying. Really and yeah, it, Kudos, has, it been, yeah. has it been perfect? No, but no. I can't, I can't tell you though, that it's had any more problems than Star Trek first contact had, mm-hmm. you know, as far as narrative or whatever goes. Right. Um, I think what what and I said it at the beginning of this. I think what it what it did right was it stuck to the spirit of Star Trek. It did. It did. And if it does, if it does that, then it's done its job as it far as it respected concerned. the philosophy and mm-hmm. the franchise, and that's all I effing ask these days. Mm-hmm. And Metallus, I mean, I don't want to kiss anybody's ass, but he did an incredible job. And we, and by the way, Saturday night we're gonna. The encomiums will flow. Oh man, like I tell you what, I'm, I'm already tying a noose up here because I'm, I'm probably we're probably going to get hung out to dry, man. I'm but, telling uh, you, but but it was yeah. so good. But you know, Lucas, your point. It's just we have so little time. We, I mean, time is a fire in which we all burn. Time and is the fire in which we burn. I'm telling you right now, that fire burns your ass a lot closer to 55 yeah. than it does to 42. And mm. I, I'm not, I'm just telling you, you're going to get there. Oh, I, and you're yeah. going to go, oh, shit. And by the way, I can't get by on four hours, five hours of sleep. I have to have seven, eight, nine hours of sleep just yeah. to get by. And, and I'm just trying to say, so, and, and I'm trying to write novels and do 
mm-hmm. million podcasts and all this and run my own business. So it's just like, I'm very protective of the time I spend on, on entertainment and yeah. Star Trek is always gets a pass with me until it doesn't. And mm-hmm. Star Trek lost its pass with me, but then I kept hearing from people I respected. I'm not going to drop names because they get their asses kissed too much, but they're on Twitter. You know who they are, who said, no, listen, watch season three. You're going to mm-hmm. be surprised and please, pleasantly so. And they're right. And I, I mean, we've gone a long way here and we got to wrap it up because Saturday night's a show, but I we didn't even get to the end of this yet, by the way. And were you surprised I was at the very at end? At the end. Oh, I, I that's one of my quotes, actually. Here we go. Let's go. I we, we don't have to get it. You talking about Q? Yeah, give me the quibble. The quibble is it's Q. Starts with a Q. I don't care. I mean, yeah, they killed him off the second season. As far as I'm concerned, first well, season. They, did they kill him? Whatever. I don't care about that. Leave him for dead. There's yeah, a difference between killing him and leaving him for dead. But okay. All right. I love Q. I love C and Q. I love John Delaney. And I said, I actually said, "Holy f!" Yeah. Whenever I saw Q, yeah, I got. I was surprised. I did not. I was surprised. I didn't think they would do that. And it was like it was exciting. And we and and John Delancey just eats it up and chews it up and spits it out. Doesn't he always? I mean, it's just it's just great. Uh, But I'm like Q again. What I'm like Q again. Q again. I mean, what's what was he got left to do you know what i mean uh i don't hate it at all i i'm in fact i'm curious i'm like what are you what could be done with this uh in my mind i thought well how fun would it be if q tried to copy picard which he is want to do and and bring about his son and have a q son pull around with but it's also a little cheeky though you know what i mean you look like corbin bernson <laughs> that would be pretty good. Uh, uh, how cheeky would that be, though? I mean, it was. Uh, I I just don't know. I just don't know about the. I mean, it was exciting, but at the same time, it was like we just shoveled shit with the Borg again, you know. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm going to get into this Saturday. I didn't love the Borg angle, but anyway. I didn't either. But I felt it had to be done because it had I, to be. Tied I did up. not. But okay. I, and we're, well, we're, we've already forgotten Vlasic Pickle Gal. I mean, we've already forgotten. That's him. true. It only took an episode and a half. Yeah, and by the way, I think uh, you know what? I, Saturday night, by the way, I might be a little salty. So you're getting all the sweetness for me tonight, but I might be a little <laughs> salty. But by the way, <laughs> can I just predicate that with this? Metallus knocked it out of the park because oh yeah, he was, he was true. Absolutely. So, Saturday night may be more about nitpicky bullshit but i yeah. mean i just want to make it clear that yeah um, oh i i agree know. i agree and I, I like i said i didn't i didn't hate the q idea and i'm not gonna i'm not nitpicking that that didn't ruin the whole experience for me it just made me really curious uh about like what well, you know what else are we going to do with him you know uh, uh it just know. felt it felt a little just a little I could have used I could have used a little know. bit of the Cisco myself. That honest. would have been nice. If but the Cisco I, had it, appeared in Jack's cabin, hello, the Cisco. You know what? Think you about know, it. I think that would have took away from the whole Picard experience. It totally would. Have. It would have I stole know. the show. And I thought about that about Captain Kirk too, because I thought about your theory about what if there's mm-hmm. a Captain Kirk angle here. I mean, like if William Shatner showed up, that would steal the whole the whole series. Just do away, do so. a uh, do a, uh, a CGI like they did with Mark Hamill in the Mando. I, I mean, still I, I think any appearance of Captain Kirk would just take away from the next generation. And by the way, is, that is the is biggest their, stupidest this, stupidest piece of shit they ever did was killing him off. Why did they feel like they had to kill him off? Oh. 
we got to hand it oh, over yeah. to Patrick Church. We better you, kill off Kirk. Did you read Ashes to Eden? I I did. I did. Yeah. I yeah. I read that. I, I enjoyed that. They brought Captain Kirk back to life in that. One. It was pretty intelligent. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. say that Shatner really wrote that. He did. No, that. it is the Reeve Stevens. The Stevens is wrote it. Wrote it, didn't they? The Stevens. Yeah, I think they're his ghostwriters. Yeah. Well, they were copied. You know, they were with you know Shatner. Yeah. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. But no, I thought that was it's just stupid. I mean, just dumb. There, you know what? We should do an yeah. episode of our next series called Stupid Star Trek and all the stupid shit in Star Trek. That will be like a five episode series. I don't know. It might be longer than that. You you would enjoy it, wouldn't you? Admit it. I would enjoy it. But, you know, I, I think it's, I think, I think it's, it's, face it's, was all, so it's, great. All, it's a lot of negativity. I know you don't like that. I lean towards the it's negative. A, you it's don't. It's a lot You're of negativity. And but, I've been, I've done, I've, I feel, I, dude, I already feel like shit for saying some of the things I've said tonight. And oh I don't, my God. And I, and I think I've been pretty, pretty mild about it. And I, and I, anybody listening, I don't want, because I think people misunderstand me. What I'm trying to say is people, no one takes criticism anymore. No one understands criticism anymore. Just because you're I wrong make, about that. Yeah, exactly. Just because I'm, I, I make an observation about something that may be in the negative doesn't mean I hate the entire thing. It's just an observation. I think right. I said this on Twitter about something the other day about the Klingon bumps, the Klingon bumps and for in, in Strange New Worlds. I said, yeah. well, they look like they look like they're AI generated bumps. I said, it's not a criticism; it's just an observation. Did and, somebody get on to you about it? No, but I've run into that before, where I've been mildly critical about something, and someone's like, "Why are you gonna be so hateful about it? I think it's a great blah blah." And it's just like. I'm just I'm just pointing out something. It doesn't mean I hate the entire thing. Just like with Q, I'm 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 bedeviled by Q in this scenario. Aren't we all bedeviled uh, by Q? I just you know I I'm curious about it, but I'm also we're all kind of tired of Q. Can we be honest about that too? So oh it, snap! Anyway, you know what? You know what? You I think you confuse critiquing with negative now if all you do is get off on nagging things i get it but we don't i mean but why can't we i think it's an honest question though don't you think it is what i mean do we not get like a bajillion hours of q over the last 35 years no actually we got a bajillion hours of the borg well we got that too yeah yeah we've had like six hours of total or seven of track we've had like 20 hours of borg on star trek so you and i could we could disagree on that. We can disagree. That's fine. By I, the way, I, by the way, as a writer, I think Q is the biggest personification of Deus Ex Machina I've ever seen. Well, that's that's true, and that's fascinating. But it's like, I mean, how 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 deep is that well, though? Well, how deep is your love? Is the real question. <laughs> all right, look, we're not going to solve this tonight. No. Um, all right, so all right, look, you know what? I know we're leaving a lot of threads here, but guess what? We got a special show on Saturday. Please join us. Now, here's the deal, Pickles. Listen to me carefully. Hear me now. Listen to me later. I know there'll be questions. There will not be a test, but here's how it goes. We're going to do this on Zoom, Z-O-O-M, Zoom. There is a link. You are only going to get a link to join us if you want to comment. Here's the deal. Two things. If you want to listen and lurk and just type in comments, you can do that. You can, all you have to do is when we, you, two things, first things first, if you're interested in joining us, you have to DM us through um, uh, a, a underscore Greenwood at Twitter. And then uh, Lucas, you're at Schmookas. S-C-H-M-U-C-A-S. Yeah. DM us there or email me at Alex at A-L-E-X gpr.com alex at alexgpr.com and say i need the link to the zoom 
And here's the thing. We'll give you the link. You come in. The first 15-ish minutes is going to be Lucas and me doing the intro, and then we're going to welcome guests in. Now, we'll welcome you in if you wish to be. If we go to you and say, hey, Mugatu, I can't imagine Mugatu saying I don't want to be on screen. Come on, Mugatu. Come on, we're counting on you, brother. Say Mugatu, Subcommander, Clint, J-Mac from Saskatch, whatever. Um, we're going to put everybody on, okay? And it's going to be a conversation moderated by myself and Lucas. Uh, I'll try to be the one in general modifying, just watching the clock and all that. But the point being, if you're like, uh, listen, I want to lurk and listen, I might type a question because I'm shy. I don't want you to see my face. That's cool. Just make that clear to us. It's okay. And, and if I come at you and go, hey, bunk, 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 McFly, bunk, bunk, bunk. <laughs> You know, you just say, hey, look at the comments, dumbass. And I'll go, oh, okay. Mugatu doesn't want to show his face and he just wants to type in. That's fine. We'll do our best to keep an eye on that. The, the run of show is going to be this. We're going to, 8 o'clock Central Time, United States. We're going to go on and uh, Lucas and I will do our first 15 minutes or so. We'll welcome everybody aboard. And then anybody who wants to be in, who's who's requested a link, you click on the link. Um, When you look at the show notes, there'll be a link to how to... If you don't have a Zoom, you don't need an account, but just to make sure you understand how Zoom works, I'll put a link in there so you can read that if you don't use Zoom. My God, where have you been? It's have super been easy. On... I don't even have an account, but I'm on yeah, here. So he's on yeah. here. I mean, have you been to Zestus 3? I mean, what 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 the, the Gorn <laughs> but anyway, but and it'll be there. So we'll get we'll welcome you in. We'll have questions. I have kind of a run and show in mind. Lucas and I kind of have an outline, but generally it's like you hear on this show every week. It's a conversation about that. We want to talk about Picard in particular, Picard season three in particular. And then it's spreading out. Picard season one and two is fine. Then Trek in general is fine. Uh, beyond that, I think with time limitations and energy, uh, talking about other things beyond Star Trek is probably not going to be the case on this particular one. Um, and also, Lucas and I may have an, inter, uh, an announcement to make towards the end of the show about what's next for us, because frankly, sadly, Trek Takes is done for at least for now. Um, and as you heard me say earlier, uh, I'm kind of done with watching new Trek, but who knows what could be next. So again, check your show notes for the link. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I just screwed that up. If you want to get the link to be on the show at eight o'clock, and we're going to be on for an hour, hour and a half, two hours tops. DM one of us or email me at alex at alexgpr.com. Lucas, what did I miss? I'm sorry. What did I miss? Uh, I don't think you missed anything. Uh, you're you're pro at this. So I think you're Dallas 40. I think your time, your time frame may be your time frame. I sound like what did I sound like? Christopher Walken. Your time frame uh, may oh, be a little. Do, can you do a Chris Walken? Uh, not really. Not oh, good. I love a good Chris Walken. I know. I do, I do too. I can do a really the bad. The ice Donald. is gonna break. I can do a real like, bad Donald Trump that my wife hates. Can you? Can you? Uh, Let's hear it. Yeah, I can do it. Uh, the time we're talking about time on Saturday night. We're we're using time up. There's not enough time left. Uh, you, that guy you, on Saturday you, night live. That... I'm your retribution. <laughs> the the new Star Trek. We're talking about the new Star Trek people. Um, it's That's bad. good right there, though. My wife hates it. And, yeah, and the, new, I, the, the SNL guy is good. The SNL guy is hilarious with it. I love it. He's got it way better than Alec Baldwin ever did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he, he, does this, he does this gravelly thing with his voice that I never would have put together with that. And I'm like, my gosh, that works. Hey, you should go on YouTube and look him up because he'll do these long rants about Scooby Doo. 
as Who Donald was? Trump. This this guy, James Austin Johnson. Oh, I was going to say, Alec Baldwin? No. no, no, no. James Austin, the new guy on SNL that does Trump. Yeah. You yeah. can find videos of him like going on about Scooby-Doo oh. uh, as Donald oh. Trump. And it's, dude, it's hilarious. So, yeah. uh, well, I understand how it is when you can't really get the, you get the, the gist of it, but not the voice. Like I, I did some mm. public television spots 30 years ago and it was Mr. Peabody and Sherman. I was Sherman, but I couldn't quite do sherman's voice but i had the gist of it so people mm-hmm. didn't quite notice but the guy i was with sounded just like mr peabody and I oh get man yeah you know, he was perfect and i was like uh and he looked at me and goes are you just doing kind of a pastiche of the voice or when am i going to hear your voice and i went thank you anyway um so we're gonna yeah well you they can't so always- uh, anyway my, my point was i was saying as a your time frame maybe two hours you know we go long on this we don't know what time is on this show That's what so she said. it yeah. could be it we'll could see. be the, the good news yeah. is, uh, I will say this: if we have more than a hundred people want to get, join in, they can't. I doubt that. That's will just be the case. that's just not going to be possible. Not I'm be sorry possible. to Even all with my pro 98 account. of you. That's not going to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. So, but we we want to hear from you. I would say this: if you're going to join in, uh, take a few notes. Uh, what you want to talk about? Be clear what you want to talk about, and then. It's not like we expect everybody to give a book report, but we want everybody to have a few points they want to make, and uh, we'll just have a conversation. And be prepared. If you've listened to this show, we go off on tangents, uh, and there's oh, certain man. personalities can just, you know, won't shut the F up and all that. I don't know who that is. But anyway, point being, that's what we'll do. So look in the show notes, um, DM me at alex at alexgpr.com or DM at schmookas or at Al a underscore Greenwood on Twitter, and we'll give you the link. Mm-hmm. Um whether anybody shows up or not, we're going to do the show. It's our, it's, it's live. Oh, oh, I didn't say what was going to happen, Lucas. So once the show is done, it will be uploaded to my uh, mysterious goings on moving image image channel on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. The mysterious goings on moving, uh, moving image, image channel? channel. That's what I call it. Yes. So that would be video. I'm talking about it's a fancy word for video. That's, thank you, thank you. I thought it sounded prestigious. Really, thank you for uh, really. Well, all I, I, well, I, okay. I think you're thank really you. reinventing thank the you. wheel here. Thank Alex. you so That's much for beautiful. Why don't you just call it American yeah. crap? Moving trip. image. Oh yes, the moving image video. Uh, of course, yes. Moving image. You and the Brando. <laughs> Oh my God! I went, I went into uh, Thurston Howell, I guess. Oh, was that uh, Thurston Howell? I, I, by accident, yeah. Yo, you put the ass in Ascot. I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> wow, I don't think I'm going to be here Saturday. You're going to be on your own with. You're going to leave people. me holding my. Uh, You're going to be here, yeah, with a hundred people. Yeah, hundred <laughs> people. Oh my God, wouldn't well, that be hilarious? Uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek now. Um, whatever you know it's fine i'm looking forward um, to it i can't wait oh, oh last thing and if you're not a oh subscriber you can't see i want to say to everybody well. i want to say to everybody i'm holding up uh an original and the box is not pristine but i've never taken kirk out of anything out of the plastic but it is a today's asylum. the day man it's an art asylum kirk action figure from way back when god do you remember what year these came out brother uh i'd say at least 10 years long ago. time I have that, and I have a flox that I've never even opened. Never the the package is maybe maybe Saturday. Saturday, we open it up. Should I Star Trek experience? Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. unbox flox from the whoa from the Star Trek. But I was going to say, everybody, since we're on video, I want everybody to have a couple of their favorite Trek toy. He's laughing. It's hilarious. Other favorite Trek toys, man. 
Lucas doesn't have to go very far. His his no. whole backdrop is that. But, oh my god! And by the way, if you've never seen us before, it'll finally be your chance to uh, see why we have faces for radio. But we're looking for speak for Where yourself. Your, I'm your an Adonis. You are an Adonis. Wear your Trek gear. Or Adonis. <laughs> or Adonis or whatever. But 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 bring your gear and let's have fun and let's be nerds and and enjoy the fact that you know what. We've been given a tremendous gift. Thanks, Terry Metalis. Thank you to yes. Jonathan Frakes. Thank you to Sir Pat and all the rest of the gang for giving us something that, frankly, I didn't think would happen. And uh, we got to revisit our young adulthoods, or at least yes. from my perspective, in yes. your childhood. Mm-hmm. And thank uh, you. Um, thank you. Anything else, my brother, before we go? I got, I got nothing. Good I show. Got, thank you for having YouTube. me. This has been a wonderful experience for me, as I said in the beginning. Yes, thank you. Well, you just stole what I was going to say, which is Lucas... Um, it is rare are you choking up it's okay well i was choking but i i wasn't emotional but all right whatever <laughs> i got something caught in my uh you should play that yeah i really I, well, i'm getting very choked yeah. up no it's very rare that you can meet a fellow traveler and i mean that in the kindest and best sense of the of the phrase um on social media and 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 we have a gulf between us of distance years um, and perspectives, but yet we're friends. And um, these past 10 weeks have been uh, fantastic for me. And whether we do anything beyond this or not, which we, I think we both would like to. I think um, it'd be fun. It's been special. And mm-hmm. uh, definitely, I think you are one of the most talented film critics I've ever read and oh, well, you're a damn good you. screenwriter. And you got, you got so much ahead of you. And so well, thank, thank you. you for making mysterious goings on even better thank you so much well thank you for having me it's been a real pleasure uh yeah. to be here and uh uh you know i you just you just you're just very gracious to have me as part of your part of your world here i appreciate it it's my pressure my friend all right well until well i guess until saturday for our final track takes uh he's lucas hardwick and he's alex greenwood and uh, we'll see you in a little longer Saturday, prosper. Saturday yes. night. Saturday yes. night. Peace and love. Thanks for joining us on Mysterious Goings On. Be sure to follow Mysterious Goings On wherever you get your podcast and never miss an episode. Don't forget, you can get the links to books and other things mentioned on the show at mgopod.com. Until next time, keep reading. Oh, thank you.